Hello and welcome again to the Cycling Dads podcast. I am Aaron Thomas Smith, joined as always with Devin Palmer, realtor with Remax Results, father, cyclist, former triathlete, good friend. And and Devin, you you just I mean the, the first thing, the realtor thing, you just got like a big old award. I am a member of the executive club uh, at my brokerage remax results now um, so it's, a, it's it's just a nice nod it's a nice acknowledgement for my um performance in 2020 that's great man and i mean that's a 2020 is not an easy year to sell houses so that's that's impressive it was a very dynamic year to sell houses dynamic i love it great so devin we're we're recording the intro for uh our frank gay episode which i'm very excited that that's coming out coming coming up soon um but we had someone leave us a voice message on the podcast what are you talking about? A like question, a text? If you so will. sent us a text? No, it's, 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 you got to listen to this. This is Matt Finsgard. And he, I know Matt, he, yeah. he basically called into the show asking a question here. Let, let's take a listen. Uh, hey, Aaron and Devin, this is Matt Finsgard, uh, cyclist and soon to be father. My baby is three fourths of the way baked, ready to come out on March 26th. Or I should say uh, two thirds of the way baked. Anyway, uh, so yeah, I'm looking for any sort of advice you two would have on uh, preempting any of the lulls that's going to happen once the baby comes. I'm already a bit on the fat side due to COVID, um, long story that everybody's dealing with currently. So yeah, look forward to hearing more podcasts from you. You guys have a great day. Bye. Dude, that, well, I, I did, did like the correction to trimesters because it is trimesters. Why did that text to voice sound so much like Matt Finsgard? I don't think it was. Te- I think it's his actual voice. I think he. I think we're a call-in show now, Devin. There's, uh, there's some kind of disconnect going on, and you're saying things that don't really make sense. First of all, how does Matt Finsgard know we have a show? I believe he listens to it, Devin. What? I, I think. I think people are listening to the show. Is this not private? I thought this was just me and you. Okay, well, we'll get into that later. But I think most important right now is with Matt, the question, what, what, how, as he prepares to enter into the realm of cycling dadhood, how do you, how do you keep, keep things going? I have a strong opinion to share. I don't know if you do as well. Aaron, would you like me to go first since I am um, the licensed and educated uh, professional in sport and exercise science? Sure. Or you, I mean, you're more than welcome to share your uneducated opinion first, but I maybe maybe I'll just go for, first. Why don't you go first? You go first, okay. and then and then I'll add. So I really struggled in that period after baby came. I was sedentary, other than walking the dog for almost three months, and I paid a real price for that. I'd lost a ton of fitness. I gained a bunch of weight, and there was no real reason I had to abandon all running and riding in that time frame. So I, my note to him and to all new, really new dads would be completely lower your expectations. Lowered expectations are the key. I would be really aggressive with little snippets of time and probably have the bike on the trainer or have short loops and have your stuff ready at any given time. If you have half an hour, just jump on and do something. Um, and really something is better than nothing. And if you do three months in those first three months when it's such chaos, if you've been doing something a few times a week, you'll come out of it feeling much better rather than coming out of a total, total, total hole of, in your fitness. Um, 
So lower the expectations, take advantage of every little minute you have. You know, if you, you baby's down, your spouse is resting, just jump on the trainer for a few minutes. So it's it's imperfect. It's not when you're coming at it from, you know, Matt's been a racer for years and years. He's coming at it from a different background. And it's like, you're not prepping to be a state state champ in a crit anymore, Matt. Like you gotta, if you can do 15 minutes, just do it. I, uh, this may be a, a first on the podcast, but I agree with Devin. Uh, lowered expectations uh, uh, is actually how I deal with life in general. Um, I find that it's very helpful when I'm just not expecting that much to go my way. Uh, but I, I, Aaron, if I could just interject briefly, I've noticed that's also your approach to your haircut. Go on. It is. It is also the lowered expectations in that I don't have hair to cut. But in, in any case, um, Matt, I, I have a, a real simple three-step process, right? And I, I you know, I like I agree with Devin, but here is the process that worked for me. Step one. First step. Step one. Get yourself a smart trainer. Step two. Put your step bike two. on the smart trainer. Step three. This is the most important part. Step three. Download Zwift and get yourself a subscription going. There you go. They have sub 30 minute workouts. You're, you're, you're in, you're out, you're ready to go. And so it worked for me. Um, I did not find it until after the birth of my second child and it's made all the difference in the world. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's what I got, Matt. But also congrats, man. And we're going to have to have you on, uh, after that takes place and we'll, we'll ask you how, our advice, good or bad, is working out for you. Yeah. You, Aaron is completely correct. Zwift would be a great tool, um, and especially the con- controlled conditions of the trainer and a smart trainer. If you're up early and you just have a few minutes and want to jump on, or if you're up super late, you're, or if it's you know a rainy stretch, it's, it's March when baby is coming, so those first few months you might have patches of snow here and there. So I would just, it stinks to say it, but it's like you, yeah, you give up on some of the more fun aspects of riding. Um, you just take advantage. But the best the part is you do those small little snippets. You keep that fitness going for you. You get a little bit a bit of it back. And then when summer comes and you have that beautiful Saturday uh, morning where the wife is off with the kid and they're off shopping and you got four hours to burn, you go out with your guys. And not only are you keeping up, you're probably burying them because they're not taking as good of advantage of the time that they have available to them than you are. So it's, it, it is a great feeling having been in that position where, uh, I was the guy that used to get dropped when I didn't have kids to doing the drop in when I do have kids. It's and good. speaking of dropping and burying Aaron, why don't you go ahead and give us a refresher on where your fitness is at? I'm <sighs> this week is not going super great for me. I'm a little, little, I, I'm just, I'm finishing up a block. I do four weeks of, of progression. And then I usually take a week to let things kind of reset. And I went a little bit too hard in this, in this block. And I think I'm paying for it in the, the end of it. So I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm not feeling great right now, Devin. How mm-hmm. are you feeling? How are you doing? How's your, your training uh, progressing? You know, I'm really glad you asked because it's going so well. And I am, I mean, the trouncing I am going to give you, you will never have felt anything like this before. When I get my hands on you this spring, oh my God, Aaron, oh, the things I am going to do to you. Aaron, I just did intervals. We're not yeah. fighting. Well. I just it, want to however, clarify. However you want to look at this contest, 
You look at it your way. I'll look at it my way. No, we're literally riding bikes. I feel like there's not a perspective element to this. Aaron, you have your perspective and I have mine. Okay. Now, uh, I'm doing three main sessions a week, um, all um, three different styles. Each of them is progressing well week to week to week to week to week. Um, Just did my intervals for the week, a little harder effort, went really good. The power numbers are, frankly, the power numbers are where they haven't been in years since I was actually in shape um, when I was an athlete years and years ago. So it's really exciting. I'm seeing numbers um, that are fun to see again. So if this was, you know, say uh, uh, a beloved Wall Street forum on a popular social network, would you say that Devin is uh, a DEV, as it were, is a buy at this point? Um, and uh, AAR is perhaps, perhaps a, perhaps a sell at this week. So I'd well, be a sell. I've been shorting you for years. <laughs> I always go short on Aaron. Because I know we're just, we're never more than a week or two away from some new excuse. So I'm, I always short Aaron and I'm, I would always, listen, I just got in the executive club. Okay. Okay. So this week we have Frank Gay on the podcast. Frank is a part of the E category, right? Empty nester. Had, had the children. They've gone through, they've grown up. They're doing their own thing now. I'm, I loved this interview. This was a ton of fun. Um, I do think that we, we may be causing some, some, some strife for some individuals who are fans of a, of a, a particular bike color, um, unfortunately. But uh, that said, you know, Devin, what was your take uh, on this interview? It's, I love hearing from dads who are in the next chapter than us um, so they can look back and share a little bit of what, you know, it's been 5, 10, 15, 20 years for some of them. Um, so here and there, retrospective is great. And I think you're right. There will be a little bit of controversy. Obviously, you've, I mean, I'm not saying you've been cynical in the way you're uh, stimulating this controversy with Dan Casebeer from Grand Performance by insulting Celeste Green. I'm not saying that this is a manufactured controversy to get a famous guest on the, the podcast, but... At some point, Dan Casebeer is going to get wind of what was said about Celeste Green of Bianchi, and he is going to come back, uh, come on this podcast to set things straight. So I, I, I love Celeste Green. I'm, this is not manufactured at all. This was brought to us by the guest. And furthermore, the other controversy this week, Bells. Ooh, Bells, was a that was a touchy thing for Frank. And, that was a touchy uh, thing. Yeah. We'll Maybe see, it's we'll an see East Coast, what... Midwest thing. Like, we're just a little bit we'll... more, you know, friendly. We'll see what the listeners have to say about it. Great. Well, thank you, Devin. And please uh, take a listen, folks, to our interview with uh, Frank Gay. Uh, thank you again uh, for listening to the Cycling Dads podcast. And be sure to rate and subscribe us on Apple Podcasts. Anything else, uh, Devin, before we uh, head into Frank? Short on ATS. Always short on ATS. Oh, great. Great. And by DEV. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting interview for the Cycling Dads podcast, the podcast for dads who ride. We're not sure if that's exclusive to bikes that might eventually make it to horses, uh, manatees, other things. Aaron, you're losing focus. 
Um, thank you, Devin. Uh, and, and as always, I am Aaron Thomas Smith, uh, uh, one of the hosts with Devin Palmer, uh, co-host. Devin Palmer, Remax Results, cyclist, recovering triathlete, father. Father, father. I, I am also a father as well. Two kids. Uh, uh, and, and Devin, what are the numbers you're putting up? One. To 1.5. One. Depending on if yeah. we're counting the dog. Goal is two. Hey, I got goals. We're at one. Goal of two. Goal is two. I'm at two. Goal uh, was one. So we'll, we'll, <laughs> maybe we can switch. Who knows? Um, <laughs> today we have uh, Frank uh, uh, Gay with us. Frank, you are a, 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 a coworker of mine from Podium Wear. Um, uh, and just uh, through our uh, work relationship, I've come to realize that not only are you just a super rad cyclist, but just all around rad person. So very excited to have you on the podcast today. Devin, we need to do our, our, our verification. We need to do, do the two, two factor verification here. Can you <laughs> take care of that for us, please? Frank, do you have kids? I do. Thank you for asking. Uh, you guys were at one and two. I am at zero in the sense that I had two, but they're no longer in the house. So I win. Okay, then. He and does win. Nest Frank. And Frank, do you ride? You know, I do ride. Not a manatee. Um, <laughs> although I'm open to the idea. But I have been known to get on my bike since about the age of 16. And now that I'm sadly approaching 59, I've got a few years under the saddle, so to speak. Aaron, we're good to go here. Yeah, wait, 16, Frank. That's when you started riding a bike. Was it like yes, road bikes late. back in the day? Road bikes, yep. So this is like a breaking away situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, except I'm not chasing a, a semi to get into town in what, Iowa or wherever that town was. And you referring to the movie, right? Of course I am referring course, to the, yes. Breaking Away. That's our shorthand here. If you're yeah. not if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know what Breaking Away is, turn this podcast oh. off well, and find the movie now. If we're gonna talk about movies, American Flyers. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, of course. So Frank, so. you probably would have been 25, 30 years old when those came out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been 35 for the past 24 years. So <laughs> I, I'm feeling pretty good for a man my age. <laughs> that, that's fantastic. So the first thing we like to do, Frank, you know, you've been riding for a long time. So I think this question could be really interesting uh, for, for our listeners. But um, as dads, time is limited, right? But sure. occasionally money is not limited. Uh, everyone loves a good credit card and a bike shop story. Um, what is the bike that you are riding now or the bike that over your years you just have come to to love as that tool which has helped you transcend that limited time that we get as fathers to ride a bike? That is a very, that's a, almost a Zen question uh, with the transcend. transcend. Uh, well, currently, yeah, I know. Currently, I, and hopefully for quite a while, I am on a specialized Diverge Carbon uh, full Altegra, and there's a Ooh. story, but we don't have time to go into that. Uh, sweet ride. A lot of controversy about the future shock. I know. I don't care. I love it. It's got the cobble gobbler for the saddle, for the seat post. It's, it's great. I can go on dirt trails. I can move along on the road. And we upgraded to Bontrager carbon wheels for the first time in my life on carbon wheels. And, of course, I got them for my wife, too, so... She writes oh, Frank, 
I'm just going to confirm. Yes. You said that's a specialized diverge is the bicycle. Yes. With Bontrager wheels. I know. I know. It's a bit of a juxtaposition, but mm. I, I made it work. And I made it work because the wheels were cheap. I mean, they were cheapish. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, 1300 for a pair, not bad for carbon. I mean, they're, they're, they're not zip wheels. They're not envy. Um, but they they move pretty good, and they got a lot of points of engagement on the uh, on the old hub there. So I love them. You gotta love that angry bee noise, right? Oh, I love that noise when you, you don't know? even need a, a bell when you're on the bike path. You can just stop pedaling, and then people I'm sorry. Pedal. What did you say about a what? A bell. A, a bell. A, ding a ding. Bell. I, I'm ding, sorry. Ding. I'm not familiar with that type of equipment. <laughs> Spur. Okay. First off. Bell on a bike. That's for another day. That is a, uh, apparently that is something nah, for me. It is controversial. Um, but Buffalo loud hubs, maybe, but not a bell. Yeah. Loud hubs save lives. Let's just loud hubs save lives. Yes, that's right. All right, I'll go with that. Thank you, Chris King, for Saint Saint King for saving so many lives. Um, that's all. Yeah. So, so Trek and, and specialized, you're bringing people together there that perhaps yeah. don't yeah. want to be, but I mean, sta- standards are there for a reason. So we can do stuff like that. So I, I get it. Yeah. I'm with you. It's not going to work, but you know, <laughs> big picture, it's not going to work, but for me, it works. So out of all the bikes you've ridden, cause you've, you've ridden a lot of bikes, I'm sure. Is this your favorite? Like if we're talking, we're in the future now, is that your favorite bike? Overall time, like looking back as well. Over all time. Best bike, and it's when I was in entry-level racing down in Boston with the Boston Road Club, Bianca Nova Record, all campy, sweet, just, and it was white, so it wasn't puke green or, or red or whatever the other color I, was. I believe they call it Celeste. Just yeah, Celeste. Okay, but I call it puke green. Everybody calls it puke green. Come on. Because, you know. Anyway, Not but Bianchi it was. fans. It's, it's What's Frank. That? Frank, I do. Yes, I do want to say, actually, just yesterday, I was talking to another cycling dad who we hope to have on the podcast who owns a shop that at one point was painted. (laughs) 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 Frank just lost us any potential sponsorship. Oh, man, Dan, K-Sphere is going to kill us. Um, So all campy. It was respect, total respect for Bianchi. It's the it's the nomenclature for the brand, you know. You gotta you gotta stick with the color once you get it, right? And but it was that, like leftover that, war paint, isn't that right. the story? Yeah, something like that. I don't know. Yeah, the Jeep Green, sure. But that was my favorite bike, and it, I think it was my favorite bike because it was the first time I was actually on uh, a racing bike, and I got to I got the sense of like, oh my god, this thing. And you, you know, you with the Peloton or the pack or whatever that, whatever it's called now, and you're just moving and you're like, holy crap, this thing is like, this is more bike than I can handle right now. That's what it felt like. And, and that's, it was, that's it was an feeling. awesome bike. That's a And good I, I gave it to a friend of mine who I converted to cycling. And uh, I don't know if he still has it or not. It was a long time ago. <laughs> You got to track that down, Frank. You got to track that down, man. That's probably sitting on a garage somewhere just waiting for you to find it and throw on some SRAM AXS. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Shimano Durius. I don't care. Just something, right? Bring it back to the light type of thing. I'll put Suntor on it. So that, so that, man, that's, that, that was the most controversial, I think, uh, bike gear uh, segment we're going to have for a long time. I love it. 
Maybe you'll have me back. So, Frank, you not only have been running for a long time, but you've also you're the first person we've talked to that has has had pre kid and then during kid and now is in post kid. Yeah. So what how does that work out for you as far as a, a I mean, has has the, the math changed as far as the time that you're spending and getting out on a ride and. You know, and and I know that your your partner also does a lot of bike riding. She easily outpaced my miles for last year, so congrats. Um, <laughs> so what does that what does that look like, man? What do we have to look forward to? Well, it, it definitely helps when your partner like Deb. First of all, Deb is a badass on the bike. She is not like zippity quick, but she she just crushes it on hills. But so I would say like three phases, you know, like you said, pre-kid, um, do whatever I want. Oh yeah. I got to work, but you know, I can put in as many miles, honey, I'm going to ride in the morning. Okay, great. And then when I get, Hey, I'm going to do a quick spin at night. Okay. I'll see you when you get home. Life is good. Um, and I, you know, still in race mode, still doing whatever I need to do. And then, you know, kids change that. Right. And I think Deb and I, I went through a, it was a difficult adjustment. Because, you know, when you race and that's all you do and you do it for an extended amount of time, I did it for like 10 or 12 years, it really becomes who you are. I just did local stuff, but still it's the, it's, you know how it is. Yep. Tuesday night worlds, um, racing on the weekend, yeah. doing the team rides. Yep. Yeah. 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 And the, the training rides and, and all that stuff. Um, I had a hard time adjusting. I, I kind of went through a period of denial, like. Well, I can't do this anymore. And I mean, I love my kids, don't get me wrong. But the idea of riding for pleasure or slowly, I I said to that, I said, no, honey, I, I don't want to do that. I just, I want to do that. I don't want to do this. And I, you know, my, my wife loves me. So she kind of talked me around and we got into a different mode of riding where we got into more light touring and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, but it's I, great touring it took, up where it, you are. What's that? It's great touring up where you are. That's that's. Oh yeah, it's, it yeah. is. It's great. But I would say I almost mourned losing the the racing part, and and just really having to shift my brain and my mind over to it's okay to do other stuff. That's kind of when we started the mountain biking stuff to kind of get my my fix of apparent speed, even when you're not going that fast on a mountain bike, you know. You're still, you're still doing something. Um, and now lately, now, you know, so much less miles with the kids. Um, sadly, we were not able to get them into cycling. I <laughs> I consider it one of my greatest failures. Um, and now they're gone. They're out of the house. We're Obviously, we're still staying in touch. But uh, we, uh, we ride for pleasure now. We ride, I don't care what people think about... Well, except for a bell, but you know what they think about <laughs> what I'm wearing, how I look, how fast I'm going, um, whether I'm on a trail, a bike path, the road. If somebody passes me, I still try to chase them uh, because, and Deb still understands that I'm going to be gone for about a mile or so, and that's fine. But I come back, and I've. I've I've learned to I've learned to deal with it, and and now with Zwift, there's a lot more opportunity to develop my inner racer. 
so to speak. Yes. Uh, yes. And that makes that makes a huge difference for yep. me. So yep. long I, answer to a question, but no, it's such such a great yeah. answer. And and yeah. Swift, you know, you're talking about like uh, just last night, I did stage five of the tour to Swift. Right. And got up there with some real fast dudes, and I was able to experience that whole you know, hang on for as long as I can and then have to drop back and get in the chase group. And, yeah, you know, that's the Zwift racing. I think do you, when you, when you have a kid, the calculation of, can I go out and do a Tuesday night cat four crit? Right. Come home with a dislocated shoulder. Yeah. You know, right. Yeah. Is that worth the adrenaline rush? And it's not, but you can still get a lot of that adrenaline, you know, rush feeling on, on Zwift, right. You just need an iPad. Oh, yeah. And, I love the uh, the bell lap for the or the dolphin lap was it yeah um, for the crits and because I grew up on crits that's what I did in Needham Ave and in, in Massachusetts and in, in Newton Highlands crits are the best mm-hmm. you're just whipping around those corners at a really high rate of speed hoping there's no squirrels in the pack that are gonna mess up the cornering yep and and while you can't get all of that in Swift you can still like you said you can get the rush you know of like besting someone on a lap or mm-hmm. You know that kind of stuff. So I I love it. It's it's really it's really revived uh, my miles um, and my fitness, obviously, but also just uh, revived my love for you know coughing up a lung and trying to race. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and not having to worry about keeping the bike upright yeah, or steering exactly. it. <laughs> yeah, I just have to stay upright after the ride. That's the only thing. So, Devin, I don't know if I know this about you, but do you? We know that you've won road races including my road race, which is still under review by WADA because of Birchwood our... Road Race, Cat 4, 2016. Yep. Nice. Yep. Hutch, Hutch, Hutchtown, H-Town, my hometown. Now, what, have you won a crit? Ooh. I have not won a crit. Mm, have nope. you won a crit in your in your years? Good, sir. So I, I functioned more, not, I wouldn't say domestique, but just I was a lead out guy. So we'd do the A. Were you asking me or I didn't know if you were asking? I was. Yep. I would do I was more the lead out guy. So I would be, you know, we'd do like a 30 or 40 lapper and um, I'd just hang with the guys. And then whoever was going to go for a cream lap or eventual win, I would try to I would try to, you know, lose a limb and trying to, you know, bring him up to the front and, and get him going. But, but I did have a third place finish at the tour of Lowell. Uh, I don't know yeah. if I know that one. It's, <laughs> you don't. It was back <laughs> in the, <laughs> it was back in the eighties. And, um, I was born in 88. So yeah. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> hey, if you get to know about all the cool bike races, I got to flaunt off the fact that I'm, Young, I guess. Torta Lowell is still in there. It's not an event, but it's still in the Lowell Sun as a news item. So, oh, but we had a photo finish for third place, and the cool thing is, I thought I was just trying to beat this guy who'd been on my tail the whole ride, and I actually pipped him for third. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, that's a nice little cherry on top right there. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. Devin and I are beginning a a fitness competition. <laughs> You can oh, really? for this year. And there's my proposed route. There will be the, uh, the opportunity to pit, but we basically have this route that goes through the state parks and around the airport MSP. Yeah. Yeah. I call it the red eye and I'm, I'm pretty excited to, to what's the distance. What does that end up being like 20, 20 miles? 
it depends on how much we tack on before or after. But the core loop you can do in 15 or 16. Yeah. From your place, it's probably going to always be closer to 20. Yeah, mine Hilly mine's or what? Is it flat? What you got there? You get hills over there? It's pretty, pretty dang flat. flat, except for one big climb that happens before probably the windiest section, which is right around the airport, because it's almost completely exposed. So um, you can really gun it for part of it and then save a little bit for the for the hill. Is it like a, a finish on a hill or not? Not especially. We'll we'll have to establish what the finish is because the finishes usually are garages, which are not. Nice oh sure. Okay. Um, so we'll there's have to not a town out. line or anything. Or... There's no town line, but I think the the hill out of Fort Snelling State Park, which actually you know basically the, where the airplanes are landing, like right yeah. above you as you're going yeah. up this hill. Um, what is the name of the hill again? Why can I not? Was it Pilot Knob? No. Very Top Gun-ish, it sounds like, though. With you. It is a real Top Gun experience. It right? Is. Yeah. I can see Tom Cruise driving up and yelling at you for not wearing a mask. <laughs> Get off the road! <laughs> Who's that short man yelling at us? Why he is, is he short. off the side of the plane? He, he uh, is short. Yeah. <laughs> man, we, we just completely made an enemy of Tom Cruise in Scientology. Like, right there. Bring well, it on. I, I love to battle cults. Shh. Shh. <laughs> Shh. Tom, if you're listening, come and get me. <laughs> well, I mean, it sounds like he's going to have to work hard at it because if you're not on the trainer, you're going to be moving pretty quick is, is my understanding. You know, Frank, I think we, I, I, yep. We're not looking to pick up any enemies here. Uh, Aaron and I are already struggling with, um, an unknown enemy who left us a nasty three-star review on our podcast. So we're, oh, no. we're looking for friends, not enemies. We need five-star reviews only. Okay? Oh, of course. No, I'll get Oprah on board for you right away. The The difference between Devin and I is I look at three stars and go, that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> and he looks at three stars as a declaration of war. So I, I have to that's admit, because I'm, I'm a winner. I'm struggling with not making try jokes right now. I have to admit. Oh, so. please do. Well, please. No, I, I don't. I don't because I mean, I mean, I remember on training rides coming across triathletes on their on their bikes and thinking they were going fast, but you know, we told them you're not. You're just kind of tooling along here because it seemed like they were just kind of stuck in an average speed. It's like, come on, gun it! It's like, oh no, I can't. I just got to like. Dude, it's a bike. Zone two. Ride the thing, will you? Zone two. Okay. We're, on Zone this ride, two. we are Thank not you. going uh, above. 17 miles an hour. That's my sweet spot. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I, I, I just had to let that go. I, I love, my favorite thing to do is when you get someone who's like going the same speed you are on the ride. Yeah. I shouldn't say favorite thing to do, but I do do this, which is giving into my baser instincts. And yes. you, you, you know, you're going to, cause you're just going a little bit faster than them, right? right. You know, you're going to get them. And so you get them and you put in a little bit of effort so that you can be three, four five bike lengths in front of them. Yeah. And then you're, you're really working hard, but you do your best not to breathe through your mouth. Right. You're just like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Right? Cause you got you. Oh, and then you look back and they're still there. And, and the best part is when they're like completely carefree and like, don't give a damn. Oh, I know. I hate that. I hate <laughs> having a wheel sucker and I'm just giving it my all and they'll just behind me enjoying the ride. I'm like, you want to pull for a little bit or do you want to just enjoy, you know, this? Don't you know that we're in a race right now? We're always in the race. Strava made everything a race. <laughs> Life is a race, Aaron. Get the coffee and just <laughs> go. Um, 
Cool. Well, man, I feel like got a little off topic there, but so, so essentially you have so much more time now to participate in that Strava race we call life because your children are off productive members of society, not cyclists. Right. So you were, you were incapable of bringing them into the cult, but yeah, still we, we, we pray for them daily. Um, what (laughs) is there, is there anything that you really, you weren't able to take advantage with cycling before the kids kind of left the house. Is there like, are you going off and doing like cool trips? Obviously not now with coronavirus, but are you doing like, I'm going to go to Vontu and. (laughs) Not Vontu, but I think one of the things that Deb and I did shortly after the kids were gone, uh, we did the Erie Canal ride, which is Buffalo to Albany, large group ride. Um, Deb was a little, uneasy about it because she hadn't done a lot she's toured in in england and led um some kind of group i know some touring group so obviously i know nothing about them but uh, in new england she did a lot of group rides but four or five years ago we decided hey the kids are gone we're both you know ably employed we've got a little bit of you know loot here here or there uh let's do the let's do the 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 Erie Canal ride. And uh, it was like 50 miles a day for like six days. That was fun. That was a fun. It was That's all trail. Mostly. Interesting because in, in my recollection of the song, which uses the Erie Canal, it's 15 miles. So it's 50 miles. I've just been well, from it. Buffalo to Albany. It's, it's a little bit longer. Oh, huh. yeah. I've been, I've been lied to it's, by a children's song. Yeah. It's shocking. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but you know, we've, we've gone to Bar Harbor right around Acadia Park. Um, mostly though, in, in just like the day to day with the kids gone, it's, uh, obviously much easier to just roll out to see ya. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, we miss the kids and I actually got, uh, my son a Trek bike when he was a kid, just, you know, one of the baby ones not a real not a real trek not demonic or anything yeah yeah it was a madame like no big yeah. deal yeah yeah it was a mondo <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and yeah it, it just it 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 didn't take hmm. yeah but you know who knows i'm i'm kind of in that like we have an e-bike a U but e-bike and the kids love riding on the back of it but you ask them to propel themselves and no thank you so yeah, I thought we were going to bring up controversial subjects. So far, we've got bells <laughs> and now e-bikes. Okay, e-bikes are great, and they're especially good with Zwift. Okay, nobody knows e-bikes, that I'm on a car. E-bikes, e-bikes are heresy to the industry <laughs> and and to my soul. <laughs> oh, okay. So let's see if we can come up with one more controversial topic with our Excellent. weekly question. Uh, so Frank, every week we have a question up on our on our Facebook page. This week's question, which is not posted yet, uh, but will be at the time that this is posted, is what is the hardest ride that you've ever done? There's a lot. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick one, and it'll probably if Deb ever hears this, it'll surprise her. Um, when De- before Deb and I were married, um, we we decided to celebrate her birthday on the top of Kangamangas Notch in New Hampshire. So Kangamangas is a kind of notorious route, goes from Lincoln to Conway, I think, Hmm. west to east. Mm -hmm. Nice classic hairpin turns. 
And uh, the plan was to, we had like four or five of us riding up. I think it was like 25, 2,700 feet of climb. You know, not, not bad. Um, and Deb had never done something like that before. And so we, uh, we started the ride and we're, we're, we're going along and you could tell Deb was struggling. She was having a hard time. We have her birthday planned at the top, so we have to get there. <laughs> you know, it's not a it's, failure is not an option. So <laughs> I got a lot. I got up beside her, and I said, "Look, I know you don't like help, but would you like would you like me to push a little bit?" Um, and she's like, "Sure." So I, I, you know, did the classic, you know, left hand on the handle and help her along for sure, about. Gentlemen. Yeah, well, you know, I had a vested interest. Uh, that was hard though because. Um, well, you know, it's hard doing that anyway, but you're going uphill and you're slogging along. So I would say that that would be right, right up there with one of my, one of my harder rides. Huh. That, that does sound pretty difficult. And I we don't made think it we, to the top though. I don't think we have that many feet of climbing in all of our state. Not to be oh, found gosh. around here. Not to be found. You should so Devin, try. Well, yeah. Well, so Devin, what's, what's yours? Oh, yes. Yes. I would say... There's one that sticks out to you. I was training my for my first Ironman. Um, I did a a loop that I like where I zipped down to Northfield and back, um, and then I added on a little bit in Afton, added on a, a little hilly zip in Afton, and then I'm coming straight back into the metro. So it was about 30 miles home, and that would have put me at about 90-ish miles then, um, and I was just starting to feel a little tired, and the entire root home was into a headwind so that, that's one that stands out to me as a, a more of a mentally taxing uh, day that's terrible headwinds are hard mine is uh uh and and frank you're familiar with this but the d2r2 is the hardest ride i've ever done uh bar none yeah. um it was some insane amount of climbing and i went into it with almost zero miles for the year uh, I was only traveling for work. So all I was doing was like riding like five miles on a mountain bike and then drinking beer and eating pizza, uh, every other weekend. <laughs> and I was like, you know what I can do? I'm going to think you can beat me, Aaron. I, this it, is your <laughs> lifestyle. And you think you can take me former <laughs> lifestyle, oh, former lifestyle. And, <sighs> and we did, and I went with John Lewis, right. Of, of St. King. And, uh, but, uh, then seven cycles and I brought my seven. I was really excited to ride my seven with the people who made my seven. Right. Um, and we, we did that ride and stayed at this amazing little, like old school house from the turn of the century that he turned into a cabin. And it was, <laughs> it was the most beautiful and scenic ride I've ever done. I don't know how you guys ride. Your gravel is not gravel. Okay. Your gravel is a riverbed boulders <laughs> <laughs> in the middle. Yeah. yeah that's um, rough. Because they were like, oh, yeah, you know, it's an off-road. It's a gravel ride. Like, you've done Almanzo. You'll be fine. And I'm thinking, <laughs> Almanzo, nice and easy, right? You get deep gravel occasionally. Not, yeah, we have canyons. Not, yeah. yeah you, have, you have roads with signs that say traverse at your own risk. We've <laughs> given up on this one. We do, yeah. Um, yeah. And that, yeah, it took me like 12 hours to do 90 it, miles. Oh, wow. Holy and cow. That What's was, the distance on that? That was 90 miles. And it wasn't even the bigger one. Yeah. Like, isn't there like a 120 version? Oh, I'm sure there is. I mean, I don't do that kind of long distance gravel. I don't know. But that's that's brutal. And for those of you wondering, that's the if you look 
for D2R2, you'll find it, but it's the Deerfield Dirt Road Randony. Um, and it's, it's right it's, up there with the Dirty Conza, right? Yeah, and it starts, uh, Ted King has done it a number of years, but it starts yeah. like it like down the road from the Yankee Candle Company. <laughs> <laughs> so you start yeah. off and you're like, man, this smells amazing. <laughs> you know, Ted King started a gravel ride up here in Vermont. Yes, uh, yeah. Year or so what, ago. Is it, what is it called now? I forget. I honestly, I isn't it like the Vermont Overland? Could be, yeah, yeah, Vermont yeah. Overland. That's and, right, yeah. And he has, uh, um, he has a guy Ansel Dickey. I'm probably pronouncing his name wrong. I'm sorry, Ansel, but I follow him on Instagram, and he does all the videos with Ted King that are just oh, yeah. great, yeah, um, fantastic content. So if anyone's looking for someone to follow, Ansel Dickey, I'll have I'm to not look gonna him up. try yeah. to pronounce that. So. Yeah. Oh, is well, Ansel Dickey a sponsor? Why are we plugging this guy so much? Because the people who check this out uh, might enjoy his work. This is all about... No, Ansel, yeah. send me a check right now. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I think he needs to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much, Frank, for taking the My time pleasure. to talk to us. Yeah, um, of course. Really appreciate it. I knew when we got this started, you were one of the people that I wanted to have on because... <laughs> of your story and the fact that we get along so well. So it, it really means a lot. Is there anything that you want to shout out to at the end? Is there any, like anything you want to say before we wrap up today? Uh, I love the, I love the venue. I think it's awesome. I encourage it to keep going on. Um, Earl cyclery in South Burlington, Vermont rules. They have the best wrenches and the best, uh, the best, everything. That's where I got the bond treasure wheels. Earl's Cyclery. There you Earl's go. Earl's Cyclery. If you're yeah. up that way, check him out for sure. You bet. Um, the <laughs> the final question I have for you, Frank, is yeah. uh, as a person in Vermont, um, who as, has a a cl- as a person in Vermont, who oh, has yeah. a closer relationship with Bernie Sanders than any of us, what do you uh-huh. think of his recent popularity with memes? Well, well, I will say that the top 99% of the top 1% don't wear mittens in Vermont. <laughs> but the 1% of us that do wear mittens wear darn tough mittens. Northfield, Vermont. I love darn tough. Darn get. tough socks. Yeah. I yeah. didn't know they made mittens. They make mittens? They don't. Oh, that's funny. But the socks can be turned into mittens. You, yeah, that, I was just thinking that. You could probably just do gonna that. going to go with that. Yeah. Devin, anything before we wrap up today, my man? Well, now that we've talked uh, t- talked over socks and mittens, uh, I think we really covered it. Thank you, Frank. <laughs> Thank you, Devin. Great to meet you, man. Thanks again for listening. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram to see what we're up to. Our next episode comes out this Monday, February 22nd.